Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our A Day with the King Bible Song Program. We are enjoying singing scripture verses and we hope you are enjoying them too. Uncle Finney is here again to lead us with the music. Hannah and Max are joining us too, along with Pastor James and Auntie Diane. As you learn these songs with us, have you thought about putting God's words to music too? If you try, use the King James Version of the Bible because this version is free to use. Choose a verse that you like and try to put a tune to it. You could ask your mum or dad what their favourite Bible verse is and put that to music. Ask God to help you. It's fun to have a try. Right now, we're going to sing one of my favourite scripture songs. This one reminds me that every good thing we have comes from God. And because of that, we should treat others kindly too by being slow to get angry, slow to speak and quick to hear. Let's sing James chapter 1 verses 17 to 20. What song are we singing next? 
The next Bible song is Behold Thou Desirest, and it's from King David's Psalm 51, verses 6 to 8. He wrote this when he was confessing his sins toward God and asking for forgiveness. song is a bright one. I find myself singing it often. It reminds us that God shines his light in us through Jesus and gives us power to obey him. So we don't need to be afraid or worried. God is with us. It is found in 2 Corinthians 4 verses 6 to 9. Glory of God. 
are now going to sing Till We All Come in the Unity, which is from Ephesians 4, verse 13. But the wisdom, it's from the book of James, chapter 3, and verse 17. wants us to be in heaven with him. So we need to let him make us his sons and daughters before Jesus comes back. Let's sing about it in Philippians 1 verse 6. joining us as we've sung from the Bible. Stick around because Uncle Daniel will be here with our A Day with the King Bible study after this short break. Meanwhile, keep singing scripture and we will see you next time. Bye. Hi everyone, come and join our Bible study. Hello everyone. 
I'm Uncle Daniel. I'm glad you have joined us for another A Day with the King Bible study. We have been learning about God's amazing plan to save us. Even though we have become separated from God by sin, God still found a way to communicate with us. Today, we will learn about a very special family chosen by God to show us His great love and plan to save us. Tamia, could you please pray for us? Dear God, thank you for the special family we will learn about today. Help us to understand your truth through them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Tamia. So far, we have learned that Satan wanted to take God's place as ruler of the universe. He came to this new planet where he deceived Adam and Eve into disobeying God. But God had a wonderful plan to save us from Satan's power. Satan worked as hard as he could to stop God's plan from being fulfilled. He worked to deceive everyone he could, and sadly, most people listened to him. Adam and Eve's eldest son, Cain, chose not to follow God. He and all his descendants, his children, grandchildren, and so on, became more and more wicked. Eventually, they became so bad that the whole earth was filled with violence. How did God feel about this? Nadava, would you please read Genesis 6, verse 6? And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Genesis 6, verse 6 says that God was grieved. He felt deep sorrow. Cain's family had completely rejected God, and now the existence of the whole human race was at stake. When God's prophet Noah tried to warn them, they chose not to listen. Then all but eight people drowned in the waters of the flood when everyone could have chosen to listen to God and be saved. So God gave the world a new start. But it wasn't long before the people again rejected God. But God found one man who was faithful to him. That man was Abram or Abraham. Genesis 20 verse 7 is a verse about Abraham. What does it say about him? Elkin, could you please read that for us? Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet. Abraham was a prophet of God. So we know that he loved, worshipped and obeyed God. Because of that, God gave him and his whole family a special job. Let's review it in Genesis 12 verse 2. That's our memory verse for today. So let's say it together. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. This verse is based on God's law of love, taking to give. God said he would bless Abraham and then Abraham would bless the whole world. Our Torchlight from Prophets and Kings, page 15, tells us more about that. Sai, could you read that for us? It was for the purpose of bringing the best gifts of heaven to all the peoples of the of earth that God called Abraham out from his idolatrous kindred and bade him dwell in the land of Canaan. Even though 
God had been rejected by most humans. He still loved everyone and longed to save them. How would God bless the whole world through Abraham? Well, the greatest blessing was that one of his descendants would be God's promised Messiah, Jesus. He is the best gift that heaven could give. Genesis 12 verse 2 shows that Jesus did not come only for Abraham's family, but for the whole world. By following God's plan, Abraham would be keeping God's great law of love. Genesis 18 verse 19 tells us more about Abraham's attitude to God's law. Could you please read that, Esther? For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteous and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. So Abraham was chosen because God knew that he could rely on him. God knew Abraham would teach his family to keep God's ways or laws. Leon, what does Genesis 26 verse 5 say about Abraham? Did God's expectation of Abraham come true? Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments and statutes and my laws. Yes, God was 100% right about Abraham. He kept God's laws. We also know that Abraham taught them to his children. Some people think God's laws started when he proclaimed it from Mount Sinai and wrote it on stone tablets. But we have learned already that God's law of love is eternal. It was only because the Israelites kept on forgetting God's law that he finally wrote it down. There would be absolutely no question about how to obey God's law of love. By keeping God's law, Abraham's family would show everyone in the world what God is like. To help them reveal him to the world, God gave Abraham's family a very special place to live. Tamir, Nadava and Elkin, would you please read Genesis 13, 12, 14 and 15. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. God planned to give Abraham the land of Canaan because it was at the center of major civilizations of the world at that time. Three continents, Europe, Asia and Africa, all meet at the land of Canaan. As people traveled through there to reach other places, they would have to pass by Abraham's family. They would teach these people about God, his laws and the promised Messiah. Then, when they went home, they would tell others about God and it would spread all over the world. People everywhere would then love and obey God. God knew that as people learned about his ways, many of them, besides Abraham's family, would want to follow him completely. What was God's invitation to them? Isaiah 56, 6 and 7 explains it best. Sai and Esther. Could you read those for us? Also the sons of the foreigner who join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servant, everyone who keeps from defiling the Sabbath and holds fast my covenant, 
Even them I'll bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. God's plan was that anyone who wanted to obey him could become one of his people. God didn't just love Abraham's family. God chose Abraham's family because he wanted them to share his love with everyone else. When God first chose Abraham, the Canaanites were living in the land God had promised him. When would Abraham's family live in the land of Canaan? Leon and Tamir, would you please read Genesis 15, 13 and 16? Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them four hundred years. But in the fourth generation they shall return here, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. God told Abraham that his family would be first slaves in another land. Notice that God said the Amorites, a Canaanite tribe, had not yet filled up their cup of iniquity or sins. Although the Canaanites were rebelling against God, he still gave them 400 years to turn back to him. What does Numbers 14 verse 18 tell us about what God is like? Nadava, could you please read that for us? The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression. But he by no means clears the guilty. God cannot forgive those who choose to reject him and think they don't need saving. But God does not want to destroy us. He does everything he can to save us. What an amazing God. Today, I am so grateful for God's love. I want to show that by obeying him. Who else would like to make that decision for God? Me. Wonderful. Let's say a prayer to ask God to help us do that. Elkan, could you please pray for us? Dear God, thank you for your plan to bless everyone through Abraham. Please help us to obey your law of love like he did. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for studying with us today. We hope that you have learned more about God's love and his plan to bless everyone on earth through Abraham's family. Make sure you get the daily Bible study guide that explains more about this week's lesson. Download it from www.adaywiththeking.com. In our next study, we will find out how well Abraham's family followed God's plan and God's response to their choices. For now, goodbye and God bless. Listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you, kids, and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, 
God displays his power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Koval Smith. This story is entitled, God Still Heals. Luke 22 verse 42 says, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. I received a phone call asking me to visit a member of our church, an elderly woman who was in intensive care at the hospital. She had had a brain aneurysm or a stroke and had been declared brain dead. So the hospital called the family to come and say their farewells. The family had invited me to come too. When I arrived at the hospital, the woman was hooked up to machines completely unresponsive. The family was already making funeral arrangements and discussing the details. Then they asked if I could pray. As I prayed, I felt impressed to say, God, if you choose, you can heal her. I didn't believe myself that she would come out of it. I mean, it was a long shot. However, I thought, at least I can give this family some hope. And I don't want to underestimate what God can do. After the prayer, I spent a little more time with the family. Finally, I said goodbye to the elderly church member. She couldn't hear me because she was unconscious. A little while later, the family called me. Have you heard what happened with mum, they asked. No, I said. She opened her eyes, the family members told me. So they took out her breathing tube. Then she sat up and started to talk. She said she felt fine and she was hungry. Remember, this is a woman whom the doctors had said was brain dead. Anyone who witnessed this event said, either they totally misdiagnosed what the problem was, or it was a miracle. That happened three years ago. That same woman was in church last week. She even serves as a greeter. God is good. A reflection associated with this story comes from The Desire of Ages, page 823. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This world is a vast laser house, but Christ came to heal the sick, to proclaim deliverance to the captives of Satan. He was in himself health and strength. He imparted his life to the sick, the afflicted, those possessed of demons. He turned away none who came to receive his healing power. He knew that those who petitioned him for help had brought disease upon themselves, yet he did not refuse to heal them. And when virtue from Christ entered into these poor souls, they were convicted of sin, and many were healed of their spiritual disease, as well as of their physical maladies. The gospel still possesses the same power, and why should we not today witness the same results? God Still Heals was written by Doug Batchelor, Speaker Director of Amazing Facts, a media ministry based in Roseville, California. His sermons are broadcast on television and radio across the United States and internationally. For more information, 
you can visit amazingfacts.org.